What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Lombard Trucking Show. This is episode 88, coming at you live right now from Summit, South Dakota. Uh, just got loaded not too long ago. Well, preloaded, actually. I went up to Valley City, North Dakota. I stayed in Minnesota last night, if you follow me along on Twitter. I, I You know, I post a lot more on Twitter uh, now. Like, whatever I put on my stories on Instagram... I've been putting more so on Twitter as well because the, the Twitter engagement's been been going up. Like I said, we're trying to make freight Twitter happen. So I, I try to be as, you know, engaging as I can on that platform. It's also still the most direct. We don't call it X here. It'll always be Twitter. I've been Lombard trucking on Twitter since 2010. So it's always going to be Twitter to me. We're not going to call it X. I don't care what Elon says. Like I said, we're this is an Elon disrespecting show. If you haven't gotten the drift. Uh, he's no genius. He's just a glorified car salesman. And for any proof of that, you can go reread that article uh, that I had posted recently where Tesla was, you know, on purposely, you know, sending false information and canceling appointment times for people who own Teslas. And that came direct from Elon Musk himself. But look, I didn't mean to get on a diatribe about Elon on this show, just bringing everybody up to speed. But yeah, made it up to Valley City, North Dakota. I've got some agricultural equipment on a flatbed that's headed down to Nebraska, Auburn, Nebraska. From there, I'll get unloaded um, on Wednesday. I know I'm live now. If, if you're hearing this Wednesday, I'll get unloaded Wednesday. And then I, I'm shooting right down to Kansas City for the CDL Life uh, Turning Point Summit. This is an event I've really been looking forward to. A uh, big shout out to uh, Charles and Paul over there at the Cents Per Mile podcast. If you if that's not on your uh you know, your listening list yet, definitely make it one. They've got nice, uh, nice, good, engaging episodes, always good conversations. They've had me on there before. They are, they've leaned heavy on the crime syndicates in the industry. And it's funny, I actually went on their show not too long ago and we kind of made the comparison of how the mega carriers and the uh, shady Eastern European uh, G-Face crime syndicate type carriers are actually one and the same. Uh, given their training practices, how they hire drivers, um, and just their overall, you know, one of them uses their power to make the rules and regulations to stay in power and keep their endless profit margins. The other circumnavigates outside of the law uh, because they virtually have no skin in the game and, you know, they're not going to get caught. So it's a, it was a great episode. Definitely go back and listen to them. Uh, I'm looking forward to linking up with them at the Turning Point Summit This is it, because the, the hot topic is recruitment and retention. And, and Charles and Paul were, were gracious enough to invite me back in May to be on this driver panel uh, to talk about things like health and fitness and a lot of what I've been talking about on the show regarding how carriers need to be and the and how bad the turnover really is. Like the, the truth of the matter is that the turnover is really bad. I said it on the other show the other day, CFI is out there crying, pleading like little Timmy to the FMCSA to change, uh, you know, to to make exceptions to regulations so that way that they can hire more trainers. When really the question needs to be asked, why do you need more trainers and why are you getting this many students? Why is your business that bad? This many employees quit. Any other Any other company on the planet that has turnover that level, people would be like scratching their heads like, wait a minute. You, why, why are you going through this many employees? And I'm aware that the tech field has, has a higher turnover rate. Like I know Google has a higher turnover rate, but that's a lot of times because the, the tech talent is a, 
you know, there's always brand new startups coming and going. People are getting poached for new ideas and stuff like that. It's, it's very innovative as opposed to in trucking, the churn and burn in this system is people just leave the industry altogether. They got in because they were, you know, fooled and gaslit by the driver shortage narrative. And then they learn really quickly what these companies are all about. And then they fucking fail. So I'm looking forward to, to speaking to some people. I know that there's going to be a lot uh, carriers there. There's going to be drivers there. So I'm looking forward to engaging, uh, meeting some people, spreading, spreading the brand out there, just getting, getting the Lombard brand out there. That's hoping to be a change in, in the industry. Uh, before I get into some things I wanted to talk about, I'm trying to get a hold of representative uh, Colin Allred. Uh, he's a representative here in Texas. Actually, let's bring up his like main information here. He's running for Senate against Ted Cruz. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's a U.S. rep right now. He used to be, oh shit, it's a fucking football player. Hotshot. Yeah, he's a current congressman in the, the 32nd district of, of Texas. So he's 40 years old. Uh, he's, he's a Democrat. He's been in office since 2019. I guess, he, yeah, he went to, went to UC Berkeley School of Law. Lawyer, don't really love it. You know, we don't, we're not big lawyer, you know, we're not lawyer lovers on this show. The FMCSA is full of unelected lawyers um, who have never driven a truck. So, you know, problematic sometimes. Regardless, um, I'm trying to get uh, Representative Allred on the show. And I've been trying to find contact information. It's very hard to find. There's only links to his socials. So if there is anybody watching, listening, who has links to contacting this, this guy, because when you're not a constituent in their district, it's very difficult to send correspondence to them. And I'm like getting used to this whole branding myself as a form of media kind of thing, because that actually is what I'm doing. More on that in a second. I'm going to touch on that uh, briefly, but I want to get him on the show because this show I've, you know, I've been looking at my uh, analytics on Spotify for podcasters and my numbers are, are doing pretty, pretty well. Uh, and uh, Blythe Brumley, who was a former guest on the show, according to her statistics that she posted on LinkedIn recently, my numbers put me in, in the top one, 1%. I'm on a top 100 list for trucking podcasts going on. And one of the very few that regularly posts episodes more than monthly. So the, the show's credibility is withstanding. There are professionals and people in the transportation industry and people on LinkedIn who do tune in to what I have to say. So I'm not trying to, you know, validate myself here because the validation speaks for itself, but I want him to come on the show to talk about why he is running for Senate and running for Senate, running for Senate again against Ted Cruz. And look, I've mentioned before, I don't, you know, I don't love Senator Ted Cruz, but uh, I am a member of an organization called CDL Drivers Unlimited. We are a bipartisan political action group uh, that does have services to help drivers in regards to education and counseling with health and fitness and, and, and access to mental health counselors and a whole lot of stuff for drivers. But also we are a political action group that is bipartisan. And in the past, Senator Ted Cruz has been an ally uh, towards truckers. And on our side of things, he's met with friends of mine, Lee and Lisa Schmidt in DC. He's the one who told them get organized 
And that's when CDLDU really started over two years ago. He's somebody, you know, we've, he, his staff is, is in touch with us. So overall, with the plights of the actual trucking industry, from the driver perspective, he's an ally. Uh, the ATA is not. So when I look at somebody like Senator Ted Cruz for our, you know, narrative, essentially, for making the transportation industry a better sustainable career for the next generation, Senator Ted Cruz actually isn't doing a bad job, a bad job. And I know I might get some hate from this from some of my progressive friends, honestly could give a fuck less. Look, this, this, this is politics. I hate democracy. I've openly said on the show that I think democracy in the U.S. is a sham. You know, you know full well, it's right in my Twitter bio. I am a based monarchist and a Napoleon appreciator. So let's not act like, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of vote blue no matter who or anything like that. Like, no, it, it sucks. But guess what? Uh, like uh, another good friend of the show, Dom Tulo, said, you got to play the ball where it lies. And that's simply what I'm doing here when it comes to somebody like Ted Cruz. So he wants to run against him. So I want to hear from him because there is stuff going on right now in in legislation in, in Congress that's just floating around the, the ethos because there's a billion different things going on over there. None of which, you know, and all the stuff that they end up talking about, you know, doesn't really fucking matter. Um, the stuff that needs to get talked about just gets tabled or sent to committees to go die. But we have things going on like removing the FLSA exemption for truck drivers, which would which is a removal of a regulation, by the way. So for all the people who are like, we can't get the government involved. This is actually removing the government involvement and it removes an exemption, which would give truck drivers, specifically company drivers, a pay raise across America and could shorten some waiting times at at the docks. I want to hear hear his opinions about that. I want to hear his opinions about speed limiters. I want to hear his opinions about the indentured servitude going on at our ports. He needs to be told about the truth behind the driver shortage narrative being pitched to the ATA. He needs to be told the truth about things in the transportation industry, because if he's going to get in that seat, guess what? Then he's got a pretty big fucking job to do. And if he's and he he I if he just walks right in there and he's and it's just status quo with what's been going on in transportation, then I'm sorry, sir, you don't deserve to win. Whether or not Ted Cruz is a piece of shit or he flew to Cancun or he doesn't, you know, or you don't like his politics, I'm sorry. At this point in time, if you can't have the conversation and talk to transportation, this is what running for office is all about. We're going down down to fucking running for office and being part of these, uh, you know, a part of these uh, offices. And as like, I get it. Politics in this country sucks, but there is a right way to do it. And I'm demanding he do it the right way. Do it with integrity. Come on, you know, come on the show. Let's have a conversation about issues in transportation, because you're about to get a very important job that's that can have an, a, a, a serious impact and influence on millions of Americans and their careers in the future of this country. So the long and the short of it, if you know how I can get a hold of uh, Representative Allred, please uh, have somebody re- re- reach out. To if anybody listening knows how to engage with these people, because I've had luck contacting congressmen before, but only ones in my district. Obviously, I'm not a big fan of Chip Roy. He's a huge douchebag. What can you do? Greg Kassar sent me a, um, you know, automated message trying to educate me about ATA-backed studies that were sent to the FMCSA about speed limiters. He seems to like to, Greg Kassar likes to go parade around D.C., pose for photo ops, go on these thirst strikes. He keeps talking about, he keeps stammering and stopping his feet about workers' rights and uniting and all this stuff. Yet he's 
bone silent, can't engage or can't comment when I'm trying to talk to him about the plights of America's truck drivers, like the indentured servitude and the wage suppression that's going on in this industry. He doesn't care about the, 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 those people, though, because those people don't matter. He needs to look cool to his progressive buddies on Instagram and Twitter to make it seem like he's, you know, woke or whatever the, the word might be. So that way he can win win friends among progressive caucuses or whatever lines of friends he, he's trying to be buddy-buddy with. Guy has a bad haircut, too, by the way. I needed to get that out there. His hair sucks. Let's be real. Uh, and like I said, I may go, I may ruin my entire life and go try to run against the guy. We'll see. Um, I don't know. I don't really have the money to do that. And I kind of feel, I would feel too guilty to ask for donations uh, from people just to do that. I'd rather do it like that one guy, one trucker did in New Jersey who just did it off of like 60 bucks. And all he did was buy Dunkin' Donuts for people. Really good story. I, I should try to get that, get that guy on the show. That that's a phenomenal story. Um, but besides that, uh, one of the things that was stewing in me today while I was driving was so Yellow's done, ceased operations as of Sunday. Uh, you know, we covered Yellow, the drama going on with Yellow the past few weeks. And what what broke my heart about this today specifically, you know, now tr trust me, I, I am crushed at the 30,000 people who are out of work. And I said it on a previous show, I don't know how or why Fox News or any of the pundits at Fox didn't pick this up because, man, is this just, you know, prime real estate and red meat for them to further humiliate President Biden. But, you know, they didn't take they didn't take that that easy bait. And it just and that and I don't know, it, it didn't sit, it kind of doesn't sit right with me. Like I was thinking about it weird. And the only media source, Wall Street Journal put something out. CNBC did. And they quoted freight waves on it. Thank God they actually quoted people who were investigating the story. But they did it just for it's like they did it almost because they thought they probably had to. It's like there was no desire on it. All they did was just rob what freight waves said and just said, yeah, this company's going down. And they probably did it for some some cheap clicks. But the only news. So Fox did actually pick it up, but it was on Fox Business. So Fox Business talked about it. They played a clip of Justin Martin, who's been on this show, and they played a clip of Dwayne. Now, Dwayne, you might remember, he uh, went viral on a TikTok and Instagram reel. A lot of people sent him this video where he was uh, he blew his lid um, about, you know, the pensions getting gutted. And he had talked about how he had been working for so many years and he absolutely like let loose on it. And that video went viral. He ended up going on What the Truck. He went and then a lot of news people were, were reaching out to him. And Fox Business aired a clip uh, of his today. And when I when I heard him speak, I was driving and just tear, tears immediately came to my eyes. I just I felt so fucking bad for this guy because he was he was you know, they showed the clip of him, you know, and they're and he's talking about like what's next. And he's talking about how he's 60 years old. And he's like, what am I supposed to do at this point? You know, he's been trucking for 30. Now, if I am him and, and I'll and I don't speak as if I hate doing that, speaking as if I'm somebody else. Because you can't put yourself in somebody else's shoes who's who's done that, who fucking paid his dues, who did the work. And it's just like and he's supposed to just pick up and, and you know, go wherever. But if I was him, I, I mean, I guess I would go try to be a dispatcher somewhere. You know, something I guess something at, at a at a trucking company that's like a little bit scaled back. I wouldn't necessarily go back to driving. But the guy's saying he's like, I'm 60. Like his eyes are on retirement. You know, the finish lines in the finish line is in in his sights and it's just ripped from him. 
And now a, a lot of my conservative friends and, and other people on Twitter, they, they've been trying to blame the union for this. And I know I had Jay, you know, the, the, the driver on the show, and he wasn't a really big, big, big fan of the union. But after, you know, freight waves really bust this wide open and so and some people got into detail on it, Yellow really did mismanage the company financially. This is a company that at, at one time had 96 vice presidents. You know, it was this good old boys club that, you you know, Yellow used to promote from within and then they stopped. And the, the and all roads end up leading back to the ATA. And, they, and there was a TikTok video and everything that has to do with this financial meltdown ended up linking the CEO back to somebody who's part of the ATA. It's just an absolute catastrophe. But <clears throat> the, the worst part is, you know, Dwayne's on there, thir- you know, talking about what am I supposed to do? You know, this guy's gutted. 30,000 people are out of work and no one gives a shit. Literally, nobody like nobody cares. Fox Business just basically gave a had a pity, had a pity news segment. A couple, you know, Wall Street Journal, CNBC give a couple pity clicks. The only people who gave a shit were Freightways in this show. You know, who actually gave a shit about you know, hard, hardworking Americans who are about to lose their job, a historical company that that's about to go down. Where are we at a, as a country now? Is that you know, like where are people's attention spans at this point? And I started getting real. And then, you know, the, the tears came to my eyes when I heard Brent, uh, Dwayne talking. And then and then that's when the anger said, because I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Once again, we live in this society like this should be, you know, in 2009, this, this in 2008 that recession which i remember which i remember well uh you know th- this would this would be like a, a hammering headline on like fucking o'reilly factor anything it would be fucking all over the place and here we are now and nobody's talking about it M- me lombard trucking is talking about it and freight waves that's it that's the only people who are giving this guy the time of day and it's just i don't know some something's got to change and that and that's that's what I'm trying to 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 dive into, is being that change, and uh, I, I appreciate everyone who's who's been joining in on this too. And recently, and this isn't a, a, a gloat or a brag, but um, you know the discovery is getting out there. Uh, I'm nearing ten thousand on Instagram, and the the TikTok is over eleven thousand. The YouTube subscribers are going up. The analytics on the podcast are there. Uh, there's no. There's no backing away from continuing the show and talking about these issues and telling the truth, really. Um, and, you know, it's it, it's going to come with some negativity. I understand it. So there's some negativity that's already coming. There's plenty of people who already disagree with what I'm saying. And that's fine. I welcome disagreement. I always want it to, you know, disagreement is what's needed to have proper discourse. But besides, like, for example... I disagree with my representative, Greg Kassar. All he needs to do to make it right is talk. I said this about Chip Roy last summer. All these people need to do is just talk. They refuse to. They refuse to talk. They refuse to talk about real issues. And that's what's the biggest problem in our government, is they are focusing too much time on the 30-second sound bit uh, fucking uh, attention culture. You know, Hormozzi said this in, in, in a video once that attention is the new oil. If you can get somebody's attention, you, you know, you could strike it rich. And that's what these politicians are trying to ju- uh, get in on. These like little quips owning people. If Twitter went that like 
people always talk about if, you know, if I had one wish, you know, they'd shut down social media so the influencers would, would go away. If Twitter and Instagram shut down tomorrow, the politicians would fucking melt in this country. Are you kidding? When And and this is a, a slight Elon appreciative thing. But when Elon took away the blue check thing, you had uh, pundits from both sides weeping over, oh, my God, this is going to ruin journalism. People aren't going to verify facts. What did you do 10 years ago? What did you do 20 years ago? What did you do 50 years ago? Oh, that's right. You gatekept the industry with bought and paid for corporate media that lied to us. What? Yeah. You don't have blue check. You know what? Blue checks got us, you know, 20 years ago, the Iraq war, you know, so uh, uh, unverified journalism sometimes ends up being a little bit better than the verified gatekept journalism that we've been dealing with for however many decades. Because it was verified journalism that got us into Iraq. It's verified journalism that kept us in Afghanistan for, for 20 years. It's everything that perpetuates lies and narratives to fit certain agendas. So that's so the conversations need to happen. Disagreements need to happen. I'm always willing to have those conversations, always willing to have drivers on to, to discuss these things uh, as well. I know I'm not right. I don't purport to be right about everything. But I'm a guy who's this is how I see the world and this is how I see the situations from who I meet, and who I talk to. That's the thing. I want the truth. So I'm going out there and seeking it and, and just relaying back what I get with a little bit of, of my of my feelings. But I know that with all of this is going to come some hate. And look, at, at, at Austerlitz, which is during the War of the Third Coalition, you know, one of Napoleon's officers said to him, we've been discovered. And his response was good. And it's and I feel that and it's that's that's the same opinion I have. All the hate, all the negativity, anything that's out there. Good. I, w- I welcome that. And I had been you know talking about this in some of my reels about and, and on TikTok about being authentic, because I feel in a lot of time, you know, years ago, especially before I moved to Texas and especially, you know, probably even within the past, even since I moved to Texas, in a lot of ways, I didn't feel as though I was being uh, my true authentic self, personally out of fear of what of what other people would say. I did still have that fear of, oh no, these friends are going to think this, these friends are going to think that. And just finally, along the way from, you know, really listening to people, that's the thing, when you start listening more, you start to learn more is really listening and really putting your, your head down and focusing that, wait a minute, the authenticity is what sells. And being anything less than that is actually going to be worse for you in the long run. And, you know, there's this word out there I used to use. And this is because I used to have, uh, I used to have some insecurities of the past. I used to call people this all the time. And I know that there's people, people who probably still call themselves my friend, uh, who, who may still, you know, say what's up to me or whatever. They probably call me this now and I'm glad they do uh, because I'd rather be called that than something else. But I used to call people this, it's this word called a try hard. And when you call somebody a try hard, what you're actually doing is projecting your own negativity and jealousy. I know this because this used to be me. People who I referred to as a try hard are people who I was mainly jealous of because they were passionate about something. They're going after something. They were going all in. They were doing the work. They were paying their dues. And that was something. And I wasn't. 
And, and that's the truth of the, of the matter. I, I wasn't. I was fucking half-assing it. I was half-assing myself. I wasn't showing up for myself. And if you call those person out, like, if you say, you know, if you say, like, you know, they'll say, oh, no, my life is great. I just think you're, you're trying hard. You're being phony or whatever. It, if people are going to claim that their life is so great, but then in the next breath, try to tell you that something you do makes them uncomfortable, then their life isn't that great. You know, we used to live communities, and I'm talking ain't going back ancient history. I'm talking going back, you know, how civilization first first form kind of shit. You know, we used to have com- communities rallied around each other. That's why people lived in certain towns and all this stuff. They had identities. You know, humans are pack animals. We used to have these communities that did that. They would rally around each other, each other's causes, each other's businesses. Like, oh, this guy was good at blacksmithing, so we need to we need to fucking rally around this guy. He makes the best best sword. You know, this guy this guy grows the best uh, corn. This guy. He, he, you know, his family's been raising cattle for generations, blah, blah, blah. You get the picture. What, what happened to ra- rallying around each other? You know, because that's another thing that holds people. It's, a, it's something that holds people back in this industry is, is, is jealous, negative pro- projection. You know, I, I say it all the time. It's what our enemies want. It's what the people in D.C. want. They want you at each other's throats. They want you, us, we, the people against each other mention this time and time again i'm going to keep on saying it that's exactly what they want they bring up these little identity issues and the culture wars to keep drawing these lines when really it doesn't matter really you wake up because when you go outside and touch grass as in you wake up you go to work like when you put together your day the time of your day where you're not either on your phone or scrolling or engaging in hate and discontent online most of your day is, is probably fucking pretty good. You wake up, you know, you're married, not married. You live with friends. You got a dog, whatever you do, you, you pet your dog, you kiss, you kiss your wife or, or husband or whatever. You go to work, you know, maybe, maybe you love it. Maybe you don't regardless somebody there. You probably like the majority of your day is probably pretty good when you take out the internet. And I know I'm on the internet. It doesn't fucking matter. That's not the point. When you take that out, things are normal. When you talk to your neighbors, really give a shit who they voted for? Probably not. And if you do, then I think you need therapy. I think if you let that much hate and discontent consume you, there's something wrong. And I, and I think, you know, in technology, the rise of technology has done this because when social media first came out, dude, it was all about playing a song on MySpace and fucking poking your friends. That was it. Now it's fucking, it's, good. it's literally rewired our entire brains to you know, they hate people for no reason. And the only people who win in the end, say you win an argument online. What the fuck have you won? Say you you vehemently hate Trump and you win an argument against somebody who voted for Trump. What do you get? What's the end result? Did you did do you feel better? You know, what does that do for what's the net benefit for of your life? Anything? You know, that energy spent. What you put out there, are you do you think the universe is gonna like pay you back for that or something? Because it's not. I hate to break that to you. We need to start rallying around each other, no matter what it is, no matter what their cause is. I don't care. You could be like there's plenty of stuff I'm not interested in. Like, for example, I'm not that big, I'm not that big of a ice skating guy. Well, take that back. I've played men's league hockey. 
I'm not that big of a, of like a, a gardener, you know, I don't keep a garden, but if somebody I know was as fucking ruthless and as passionate as I was about gardening that I am about logistics and fitness and, uh, everything else I talk about, then dude, I'm going all in on them. I'm going to war for that person because they deserve it. That that's what people deserve. Friends of mine, strangers, doesn't even matter. The people I've met over the past three years, people I've never even met in person, I subscribe to their newsletters. Talk to them. Why? Because it's fucking awesome to see what other people can do. When you put that energy into them, when you you're like, because they're putting a lot out. And when you feed it right back, like, fuck yeah, man. I don't, and you'll learn something along the way. You know, every day be learning, you'll learn something about it. Hey, I didn't know that. That's actually kind of interesting. You know, hey, that's actually pretty cool. Go in on that for, for a second. Look, you, you might not do anything with it the next day, but feed that into people. Think about the energy you're, put, you're putting into the universe. Rally around each other. We need to start doing that again. I don't know. I, I don't know how, like, what better way I can, I can say that or coin it. But like I said, I've just been, I've been driving today. I was getting loaded and this stuff. This raw material just floats around in my gut. And then I, and I've got to just fucking spit it out there. And if it sticks, it sticks. If one person takes something away from this, then hell yeah, brother I, or sister, I, I appreciate it. But there's one last thing I, I did want to leave everyone with. And it's, it's cause I, this is what happened when I got caught scrolling because I was thinking about this because, you know, I pick up, pick up the good word every now and then. Uh, no, I'm not talking about the Napoleon biography. I'm talking, you know, talking about the Bible every now, you know, for some motivation, you know, love this, love the Psalms, pump you up. King David, you know, made a reel about King David the other day. Fucking badass dude. You know, another, uh, the unproven shepherd shows up and wins the day. You know, we love those stories. We love them. Do we, do we love the stories about the ruthless piece of shit politician King who sucked and ruined everybody's life? We love that story. Nah, we love the stories like people like fucking King David. Those are the stories we, we, we rally behind. People resonate with that shit. So anyways, sometimes I pick it up. So I started Googling, you know, I just start looking for, I start looking for, you know, looking for stuff about just random information. I just start, I let my mind fucking wander. And I happened upon this quote from a book uh, called The Voice of Knowledge by Don Miguel Ruiz. You might know him because he wrote a really, really popular book called The Four Agreements, which uh, this is something I need to read. But I just, I happened upon this blog that had, had mentioned this and I was like, holy fucking shit. Pe- people need to just hear this. Like I need to send it out in, into the atmosphere. I'm giving full credit to Don Miguel Ruiz, but it's truthfully how I feel about people. And it's the fact that you are born perfect. Yes, you, if you're listening to this, doesn't matter what you are, who you are, who you bang, who you fucking, you know, whatever. None, none of that shit. None of the stuff that the government and uh, CNN and Fox, none of the shit that they like to divide us with matters here. That doesn't matter because that's not reality. That's their fake reality they want to paint to make you hate each other. The reality is you truthfully are born perfect or were born perfect, whether, you know, here nor there. And the quote from this, this book, uh, it goes on, you know, most people around the world believe that there is a great conflict in the universe, a conflict between good and evil. Well, this is not true. It's true. There is a conflict, but the conflict only exists in the human mind, not in the universe. 
It's not true for the plants or the animals. It's not true for the stars or the trees or for the rest of nature. It's only true for humans. And the conflict in the human mind is not really between good and evil. The real conflict in our mind is between truth and what is not the truth, between truth and lies. Good and evil are just the result of that conflict. And the first lie you believe is that you are not. You are not the way you should be. You are not good enough. You are not perfect. We are born perfect. We grow up perfect and we will die perfect because only perfection exists. But the big lie is that you are not perfect, that nobody is perfect. So you start to search for an image of perfection that you can never become. You will never reach perfection in that way because that image is false. It's a lie. But you invest your faith in that lie and then you build a whole structure of lies to support it. He goes on. When you agree to believe in something, without a doubt, you invest your faith. If you have no doubt about what you believe, then for you, it is truth, even though it may really be a lie. Your faith is so powerful that if you believe you are not good enough, you are not good enough. If you believe you will fail, you will fail. He goes on to say, humanity is the way it is because collectively we believe so many lies. Humans have carried the lies for thousands of years, and we react to the lies with hate, with anger, with violence, but they're only lies. You were born perfect. Powerful statement. Like I said, that comes from Don Miguel Ruiz, who is the author of The Four Agreements, and that quote is an excerpt from his book, The Voice of Knowledge. Powerful fucking statement. Think about that, you know, while you're driving today, while you're going to work, wherever it is. Think about the difference between the truth and the lies and where the conflict really matters. You truthfully were born perfect. If you did not know this, the truth is it. what's going on inside your body right now is an absolute fucking miracle. Think about every single reaction from the breath you take to how your body converts uh, you know, the oxygen into, into energy and uses it and uh, everything to keep you running, to keep the human body rolling. The fact that we breathe 70% nitrogen and our body just figured out how to not poison itself with it. There's so much going on in your body, but the most important thing going on inside your body right now is the blood that pumps through your veins and the DNA that is within you because within, because what's in that DNA has what's been going on for the past thousands of years. There are 100, there are 1,000 centuries of history living inside your DNA and the accomplishments of the people who live throughout these parts of history lives inside of you. And no, I'm not talking about just the great generals. I'm not talking about just Napoleon or Caesar or Alexander, not just those guys, but the people who fought in their armies, those people, the people who spent years across European battlefields absolutely obliterating each other, their bravery, their determination, everything that they got, all the inventors, the scientists, the chemists, the, the Greek philosophers, the, and not just the Greek philosophers, the people who went to the classes of people like Socrates and Plato and Aristotle, the people who attended those classes, those are our ancestors, those are our relatives, their DNA runs through you right now, 
Right now, their DNA is funneling through your body, and you have the same potential that they had to go out and do the things that they did. And by all means, those people were regular people. We don't know their names. We don't know the names of the troops at Austerlitz. We don't know the names of, of, the, of the troops at the Battle of Cannae when Hannibal took on the Roman Empire. We don't know the names of those soldiers. Guess what? It's your name. Those are their names. They live in you right now, and you could do just as great of things as those people do. So I'm going to leave you with that. Know that, that that is the truth. That is the real truth. There is no good and evil, just truth and lies. And the truth is you guys were born perfect. And that'll do it for this episode of the Lombard Trucking Show. Episode 88, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Go out there and be perfect.